Climate and Sustainability with Kevin James. And good afternoon to you, Kevin. Are you good? Uh, very good, and it's a beautiful day in Cape Town. We got it right today. How are you keeping? Now we're fantastic up here in Joburg. Uh, a glorious day as well, uh, weather-wise. Now, uh, Kevin, I see France and Russia have banned the growing and importing of genetically modified uh, crops in their countries, respectively. Can you give us some background on the on their decision and what message this sends to countries who have embraced GMO as the norm? Correct. So uh, France and Russia are the latest European countries to actually opt out of the EU's decision to allow genetically modified crops to be grown in Europe. Uh, this follows uh, on the hills of Germany, Scotland, Latvia and Greece who have already opted out. Uh, and there are a couple of reasons for this. There's uh, obviously the health reason. Uh, recent studies and uh, clinical trials have shown very strong links of GM foods to cancer and specifically to stimulating uh, tumor growth of cancer. So then there's obviously the environmental issue, which has been uh, very contentious for, for contentious for a while now. And the main culprit being Monsanto's Roundup, uh, which is a herbicide with glyphosate in it, which basically, when sprayed onto crops, kills everything except for crops that are grown from Monsanto's genetically modified seed, which makes it resistant to glyphosate, uh, which, you know, when there's a lot of wind around, it potentially compromises any other crop or vegetation in the area. Now, certain countries such as the United States have 70 to 80% of all their crops grown from GM sources. The Russians, and particularly Vladimir Putin, who himself is vehemently against GM crops, they have got the attitude, they say they're happy for the Americans to be part of a massive experiment, but uh, leave the Russians alone, not happening under his watch in his country. Hmm. Which really brings us to South Africa. They're also 70 to 80% of all maize, cotton, and soy is produced from genetically modified seed. In fact, we are the only country in the world and in Africa where our staple food, sorry, in Africa where our staple food is genetically modified. We are the ninth largest producers of genetically modified crops in the world. Hmm. Most of our maize and milli meal, which most of our population rely on, is genetically modified. So, Ernest, while the rest of the world is banning these products, South Africa seems once again to know something that they don't. France, Germany and Scotland uh, have obviously made a decision based on science and based on doing what's best for their population. Mm. So what's happening in South Africa? Either we know something else or we have been co-opted into a massive experiment without our consent. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I trust you're going you're to speak about this and uh, other things relating to uh, climate change and sustainability, uh, Kevin, because I see you're part of the lineup to speak at the upcoming Green Building Convention in Cape Town next week. Uh, tell us about the event, if you will, uh, as well as the, the work the, that the Green Building Council is doing in South Africa. Thanks, Ernest. So the event will be running next week, 2nd to the 6th. We'll be at the Cape Town International Convention Centre and we'll already be showcasing uh, the different companies and the work they're doing in the space as well as the various innovations being deployed to lighten the footprint of the built environment in South Africa. So for those listeners who aren't aware of the massive trend in South Africa, the Green Building Council of South Africa was launched, uh, I think it was 2008 or 2009, and was based on the Green Star rating system that was being used and utilized in Australia. And the CEO, Brian Wilkinson, and his team have achieved huge success in South Africa. The number of new green buildings either being built from scratch or existing buildings being retrofitted from scratch has grown exponentially during this time with demand for these type of environments growing amongst prospective tenants as well. It makes complete sense, Ernest, business sense. If a building is designed and built according to green building principles, it can be up to 60 to 70% more efficient from an energy perspective and a water perspective 
than a conventional building, which means lower operating costs over the life of that property. Furthermore, the tenants of such properties would enjoy the kudos of occupying a sustainable, efficient, high-profile property, which obviously enhances their reputation as a more responsible company. The convention next week will showcase the current activities, past successes of both the council and its members, and, and, and show the latest innovations. So pretty impressive speaker lineup, some quite high-profile speakers. I suppose the main ones being Jochen Zeit, ex-CEO and chairman of Puma in Germany, and I'm really honored to be on a panel discussion with him and Jonathan Hanks. And then Prince EA, I don't know how you pronounce that, but he's a world-famous rapper, actually, from the United States, who will be delivering the keynote address at the, at the conference. So for those who haven't registered, I highly recommend go to www.gbcsa.org.za and register as a matter of urgency. I don't think you want to miss this one. It's going to be good. It sounds like it's going to be uh, great. Uh, Kevin, looking forward to hearing uh, the feedback when we speak again next Wednesday. Nice one. Awesome. You have a good evening, Ernest. Cheers. All right. Fantastic. Kevin James, our regular guest here on the Drive Time Experience every Wednesday. He's from GCX Africa.